Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, its modern-day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy, and talk about current events relating to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris. Welcome to our show tonight. This is, <clears throat> excuse me, Polygamy, What Love Is This? And I am your host, Doris Hansen. We are here every Thursday night at this time, 8 o'clock, and we talk about and discuss polygamy as introduced and commanded to be part of the culture by no other than Joseph Smith. And we do want to thank you for joining us. We hope that you enjoy the show that we have planned for tonight. Um, Jesus said, uh, beginning uh, in Matthew chapter 7, I'd like to quote three verses. Verse uh, 7.15 says, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Verse 20, Wherefore by their fruits ye shall know them. Now the context of by their fruits is talking about false prophets. I know, I know a lot of people will pull this out of that and use it as a different application than false prophets, but that's the original context of what Jesus is talking about, false prophets. We will know false prophets by their fruits or what they produce or what comes forth. Uh, so from their fruit or the, revolt, the results of their ministry, we will know whether they are true or false prophets. That's what Jesus said. Tonight's show, we are not focusing exclusively on Joseph Smith, but we are going to be talking about Warren Jeffs. And as we study uh, him and his prophecies, we will easily recognize that he and also um, his teachings are the fruits of Joseph Smith's ministry. And by Joseph Smith's fruits, we can know if he was or was not a, a true prophet. And just the same by the fruits of Warren Jeffs' ministry, we can know if he is a false prophet. God has left us with the responsibility of determining true and false prophets. I know we get criticized a lot on our show and in this ministry for talking against a dead prophet or against the current religion or whatever. We get, we get accused a lot of hate and because we do this, but God told us to. He told us that we are to determine true from false prophets and we are to expose those who are uh, giving false prophecies and false re religions and false gospels. And so uh, that's what we're going to do tonight. Our guest tonight has done some in-depth and uh, very tedious and sometimes extremely boring research on the prophecies of Warren Jeffs. In fact, he was on our show last week as we compared Muhammad with Joseph Smith. He has worked with Mormonism Research Ministry, which was founded in 1989 by Bill McKeever and is located in Draper, Utah. He co-hosts a daily radio show called Viewpoint on Mormonism, which broadcasts twice a day. He is the author and or the co-author of several publications, and he has posted an article about our topic tonight on uh, Mormonism Research Ministries' webpage. So I would like to introduce and welcome back again to our show, 
Eric Johnson. Thanks for having me on, Doris. Thank you very much. You've done a lot of work on this particular one for sure. Um, now, last week, as, as we talked, um, you, you went in quite a lot of detail of why you're doing what you're doing, why you're here, and so on. So uh, I would just tell our viewers to, to go to last week's show to get all the details. But, uh, you know, you can just give us some, a brief overview of what you're doing. and, and Well, our ministry is dedicated towards studying the teachings of Mormonism and comparing them with Christianity to see which one stands up under the focus and truth. And, and uh, we have a radio show that's twice a, a day in the Salt Lake uh, area at 8.20 a.m. We've written several books. Uh, we talk to a lot of people about the differences because we believe truth matters mm -hmm. and that's what we're all about. So mm -hmm. that our ministry is available. MRM.org is our uh, website anybody can go to and find out more information and if they want to get a hold of us they can get a hold of us there to mm -hmm. discuss more on more particular the issue of Mormonism. Mm -hmm. And your email is eric at mrm.org. That's right. And um, your broadcast, your radio broadcast is AM 820. Yes, and we're on twice a day, 9.45 AM and 9.30 PM, uh, 8.20, and that's Monday through Friday. So mm -hmm. we have a, a show that uh, you can also get on our podcast if you go to mrm.org. Mm -hmm. We have on the right-hand side the radio shows, and you can listen to mm -hmm. all of them since yeah. we've, we've been doing them for over two years. And it's a, it's a great show. I really enjoy listening to it. It's got some good information, and it's very well done. Um, now, the web page where you've written this article, because we're not going to be able to go through everything. There's a ton of information, mm -hmm. but you have a, done a wonderful job uh, on the article. Give our viewers the, where they can find that. If you find this information to be interesting, uh, it's 32 single-spaced word do uh, pages on the document, so it's going to be a lot of information, but I've tried to organize it in an interesting way. And if you go to mrm.org backslash Warren with two R's hyphen Jeff's, mm -hmm. uh, mrm.org Warren Jeffs. Uh, you can find the whole article there. We'll be summarizing a lot of the main points here tonight, uh -huh. but uh, obviously 32 full pages, you're not going to be able to cover everything in one evening. Right, for sure, we're not. Uh, now, Warren Jeffs is the leader prophet of the FLDS polygamy group, and FLDS stands for Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And they have a communities, polygamous communities, in Colorado City, Arizona, in Hilldale, Utah, in Pringle, South Dakota, in Westcliff, Colorado. They also have some in New Mexico and other places. Uh, they had one in El Dorado, Texas, uh, which was called the YFC Ranch, but it's pretty much been abandoned. In fact, uh, Texas is confiscating the property because uh, they have committed crimes on the property. Um, and I think within a month, uh, that's going to be taken care of. But Warren Jeffs is the leader of the group. He was sentenced to prison for the sexual assault of uh, two teenage girls, and he'll likely never get out of prison. Um, and as prophet of the polygamy group, Warren Jeffs prophesied, uh, claiming that he actually claimed he was the mouthpiece of God himself. So our show tonight is about these prophecies, which have been published in a book like this. It's about, what, two inches thick, almost two inches thick. It's hardcover, and um, it's entitled, Jesus Christ, Message to All Nations. Now, there is not a publisher attributed to the book, but the copyright is very interesting. We're going to put it up on the screen. It says, Copyright uh, 2012 by President Warren S. Jeffs, Mouthpiece of God, Jesus Christ, Author. 
and that is what he has on the fr in the front of his book. Now, you said uh, that you have found the title page of this book intriguing because it reminds you of the original 1830 Book of Mormon. Why does it? Uh, why is there a reminder there of that? Well, the 1830 edition is no longer in the modern editions, but it says by Joseph Smith Jr., author and proprietor. And Joseph Smith uh, supposedly was able to take these words that were written by prophets, and yet he called it originally, he called himself the author. The author. And he did the same as far as, uh, well, he got the Doctrine and Covenants revelations uh, from God the Father, supposedly, and he wrote those down. Warren Jeffs takes this and says that Jesus is the author of these, but he uses his name in <laughs> in saying it's by you know Joseph Smith or by Warren Jeffs, and then Jesus Christ is the author. And every single one of the 202 revelations in 854 pages, all 202 revelations start off by saying this is a revelation of Jesus Christ, son of Ammon, uh -huh. and so the whole book besides maybe some of the proclamations, and he does take a lot of 19th century writings from, uh, from earlier leaders, so he does take those things out. But everything else, he says, is directly from Jesus Christ. Yeah, and I, Jesus. I just found that to be an interesting idea because a lot of people may not know that the Book of Mormon also has by... By Joseph the, Smith, yes. the author, the author and proprietor. But you know, when anyone claims uh, to be the mouthpiece of God, they have put upon themselves a huge responsibility. Mm -hmm. And they'll face God, and they're going to answer Him about the veracity of their claims. And it reminded me of a scripture again in Ezekiel, uh, chapter 13, verses 6 and 7, where it says, They have envisioned futility and false divination, saying, Thus saith the Lord, but the Lord has not sent them. Yet they hope that the word may be confirmed. Have you not seen a futile vision? And have you not spoken false divinations? You say, the Lord says, but I have not spoken. And I think that's what we're talking about here, yeah. both with Joseph Smith and with Warren Jeffs. And they even, in their own funny way, admitted it by saying they are the author, mm -hmm. uh, and, but then claiming it was God who said it. So you read through this book, Eric. You read through this book diligently. You went cover to cover, uh, which to me is totally amazing because I, I tried to... <laughs> I couldn't even get through one revelation, not to mention the whole book, without shutting down. So how were you able to do it, and why did you do it? Well, I just found it to be, I, I enjoy looking at other religions, and when somebody says that Jesus Christ is writing revelations that are meant for us today, I, I, I was sitting on my friend Bill's desk uh, a few months ago, and I saw it, and he hadn't touched it yet. <laughs> he had gotten it for free from somebody who knew a police officer who had gotten it for free. And so uh, I asked if I could look at it, and I ended up reading it over about four wow. weeks. And uh, 854 pages is a lot of reading. And I have to admit, there were a few times at night I did fall asleep with it. <laughs> so it did it did accompany me to uh, to my bed. but. But for the most part, I found many of the things that he said fascinating, understanding a little bit of the history of Warren Jeffs and who he was and mm -hmm. the time frame, because these were written between 2009 and 2012. Mm -hmm. And his writing style changes over time, even after he gets convicted in Texas in 2011, mm -hmm. August of 2011. 
the writing starting in November of 2011, and I write about this in my article, almost becomes schizophrenic. You yeah. can hardly understand what he's trying to say, and I believe because he really understood at that time, because before he thought he was going to get out, and now he understands he's not. So to me, that was just fascinating to understand more about somebody like Warren Jeffs, as well known as he is. I think I learned a lot about him just mm, by reading this yeah, book. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Uh, it, it's a diff very difficult read, though, however, it's, it is. Now, he is in a Texas prison, but he continues to control thousands of his members, even from behind bars. Was this book, were these revelations, and the whole thing is just revelation, one right after the other. And some proclamations um, at the end, too. And, and But are these written to the membership, or are they written to other people? Most of it is not written to the membership, and I don't even have any idea if they have this book but it was given away free apparently to hundreds of schools and educational um, colleges and high schools and places like that and most of the revelations are dealing with nations message to all nations is the name of this and cities that were being prescribed the judgment they would receive for the things that they did and much of it is also aimed at getting Warren Jeffs freed. Mm -hmm. Section Revelation 5, they would always, that's how they're titled, Section Revelation number 5 that he wrote in 2010 was a direct appeal to the President of the United States. And that was copied, um, uh, I think it was. Uh, uh, 600 uh, different copies were made and given to every member of Congress. Hillary wow. Clinton got one apparently, the President got one, and throughout the book it's free Warren Jeffs. And so I think a lot of this book, he writes this from prison starting mm -hmm. in 2009 in Draper going all the way to Texas uh, where he is, remains today and I think in his mind by writing these revelations if I say Jesus wrote these then there might be a chance I can get out of prison. Somebody will believe him and let him go. On 202 huh. revelations, I'm going to say his name is probably listed a hundred times, a uh, hundred different revelations of wow. letting the servant Warren Jeffs free. Wow, okay. So he thought he could talk him into it or scare him into letting him go. Yeah. Um, I would say, and I've already said this to you, that after having the stamina to read all the way through and then write an article on it and then come and talk about it, you've got to be an expert on his revelations, <laughs> at least more than anybody I know that's, that's read through them. Uh, but you said that pretty much if you've read one, you've read them all. What do you mean by that? Well, the thing is, he repeats the same style through much of the book, and I've listed ten uh, parts to a typical revelation. Some of them might be three or four verses, some of them might be uh, four pages. I mm. mean, it depends. But he usually starts, well, it always starts with the number of the section revelation, and then there will be a bold-faced intro, and it will say every single time, Jesus Christ, who is Son Amen, and a description of whom he's speaking to, oftentimes a country, then the place where the revelation took place, whichever prison he was in, it would talk about that and the date, uh, and then he would typically have something that would say, thus saith the Lord. This is what, what the Jesus is saying. And he's speaking in the revelations as if he is speaking for Jesus. Mm -hmm. Then something in there would be repent for whatever the sin is. He would fill in the, you can fill in the blank for whatever sin <laughs> yeah. that would be, um, whether it's uh, their sexual immorality or whatever that might be. 
oftentimes release Warren Jeffs from prison. Like I said, I'm going to say about half the revelations would have something about getting Warren Jeffs released. Uh, celestial marriage was talked a lot about, uh, which is something that uh, you would, uh, your ears would uh, perk up <laughs> on that one because uh, celestial marriage is a very big doctrine in this church. Right. And so they would always talk about how this is a true doctrine that if you reject, then you're not really a true believer. Exactly. Then they would come back with repent again. And if you don't, here are the consequences and something to the effect, you better do this quickly or I'm going to go through with what I promise. Yeah, so uh, quickly hasn't happened quickly enough for him because he's still in jail and in prison. Now, uh, the book was widely distributed. We've already talked yeah. about that, I think, in 2012. But nobody, does anybody know who all, does anyone know who all received copies? Did they go overseas? Was it just here in America? And I've done some research. I could not find out exactly how many copies were actually printed. Do, do the members there in uh, in uh, Colorado or in um, in Colorado City or Hildell do they have copies? I really don't know. I'm not even claiming to be an expert on this religion, so I don't I don't know all the details on that. But we do know that a number of these books were distributed for free to mm -hmm. schools and to these uh, other to libraries. Didn't they get some? Yeah, and and, and uh, whether there were a thousand or two thousand, those were all printed at the. Uh, the people who tithe in those churches, yeah. that was their money. They mail these things out. As you showed them, that's a hardcover book. Yeah. That's not very, that's not an inexpensive venture to do. Right, and then yeah. mailing that all out, yeah. hoping that people will read this. And, yeah. and so uh, we just don't know, but uh, you can buy it on Amazon as a used book and people will even mention in their ad description that this is something they got for free. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Well, do you have a personal bias in the reason that you tackled the project? And if so, what is it? Well, I, I like to learn more about people who associate themselves with the founder of the 200 or so different sects of, of uh, what we call Mormonism, uh, um, based you know with Joseph Smith and after he died, and you have sects that come out of that. And um, I, I just, uh, I don't have any... Uh, um, bias, I would think, in the sense, I mean, I don't believe Joseph Smith is a true prophet, but I just wanted to see on the face value, what were some of the prophecies that were given? Did they come about? Were they accurate? And were the doctrines that he was teaching in here, uh, what was that related to what the Bible has to say? And I think very clearly it shows, I think if you read this book, if you're understanding the basics of, of the religions of Joseph Smith, and you can see right away, maybe there's another sect that is true. Maybe Mormonism is true, but definitely by reading this book, you can prove, I think, that Warren Jeffs is not a true prophet of God. Mm -hmm. He's a charlatan, and uh, this book to me really showed that he was. Mm -hmm. For sure, I agree with that. In a real sense, uh, Joseph Smith, of course, is the founder of, of Warren Jeffs' religion. Uh, are there striking differences and striking similarities in their revelations. Well, there, there. I mean, just the way that he uses uh, different nations, and he watches the news in prison because he'll use common events that are taking place, and he'll refer to them, and then he'll say that was a judgment, and this is Jesus speaking. And see, you got the tsunami in Japan because this is uh, what I proclaimed would happen, which is interesting. I bring that one up. Uh, in 2010, he had a revelation given to Japan. It never once mentions a tsunami. Uh, three days later, after the tsunami takes place, after the earthquake takes place there in Japan and the horrible things that happened, he said, that was my judgment, Jesus said, uh -huh. and you'll have another tsunami. 
And we see this so, happen so often with his revelations. He'll take the news of the day and he'll say, see, that was the judgment and you're going to get more of oh, the same. Yeah. And oftentimes they're just natural events that take place, mm -hmm. hurricanes and earthquakes and tsunamis, mm -hmm. uh, whatever the situation is. And he just kind of uses that. Or if, if something hasn't happened recently, he'll take a little tiny country like the Philippines and he'll say, you're going to have a terrible hurricane. Well, the Philippines have a terrible hurricane that happened every year. Oh, so it's a natural event. Right. He gives very few unique revelations that you would say, wow, that must have been God. He does it a few times. One, he, he gives a uh, prediction in Illinois, the home state of President Obama. He does not like Obama because Obama does not help him out at all. And he predicts a huge earthquake, a big shaking that would destroy the entire state. That was back in 2010. And Illinois doesn't really get too many earthquakes. Yeah. I think the largest they've ever had was 4.5 or something many years ago. And it still hasn't happened. <laughs> and so one of the things I do in my articles, I show all the different uh, prophecies that he gives toward different cities like Cincinnati and San Diego and all these other places and show that this is not, um, that these things have not happened and again proving him to be a proving false prophet. Because all it takes is one false prophecy, yeah. just one. Um, do you believe that he, now I believe truly that when I read Joseph Smith's prophecies that he's trying really hard to sound like uh, Old Testament prophets. Oh, yeah. And do you believe that Warren Jeffs is doing that in his book? And, and there, a lot of it, Let My People Go, reminds you of Moses talking to Pharaoh. Yeah. Or do you believe that's what he's doing? Oh, absolutely. That? I mean, that's the way that he speaks when he, he's been allowed phone privileges over these years to be able to still speak to his congregation. He has a very monotone voice. Uh, very hypnotic and uh -huh. uh, the way that he speaks to his people is often the way that he's writing here in these revelations mm. and so you're going to get the thuses and the these the very religious kind of language to make it sound like this is really holy language because Jesus obviously speaks in King James right. language. <laughs> exactly and, I, and I've talked to people who think that's true that that is heaven's language yeah of course we know it's not true explain how Warren Jeffs claims his authority comes through a direct connection with Joseph Smith. Well he has a, uh, there's a section in there, a section Revelation 97 and verses 18 and 19. Let me read this and this will kind of explain his connection. And I'm not trying to offend the LDS viewership if they're watching right now and saying, well, we're trying to make this uh, link with Joseph Smith. He claims that Joseph Smith is, uh, he talks about this throughout his revelations. Mm -hmm. He's the founder of his church. Right. But section Revelation 97, 18 through 19 says, my servant Joseph Smith is the founder. Then Brigham Young continued my work, John Taylor thereafter. Now you need to understand, before 1890, those three men were the presidents who claimed in, uh, the, the Im importance of plural marriage. Mm -hmm. It was Wilford Woodruff who came up with the manifesto in 1890, and that really is the breaking point. Mm -hmm. And in fact, whenever Wilford Woodruff's name is mentioned anywhere in the Revelations, uh, he's said in a negative way. He was a horrible man. He broke off. Hmm. And so uh, so now after after you have uh, John Taylor, then it goes to uh, John W. Woolley, who they claim is the one who has now the the keys mm -hmm. and the, the priesthood, the true priesthood. And then Lawrence C. Woolley after him. John y. Bar John y. Barlow, Leroy S. Johnson. These are all names if you've ever studied polygamy, you've heard of these names. Right. And then my servant Rulon T. Jeffs, that's Warren Jeffs' dad who mm -hmm. died in 2002. And my servant on earth continues my work. That's referring to 
uh, Warren Jeffs, though in bondage, though accused by those who are of wicked intent in their own lives, who do not see truth of the beauty of the everlasting gospel of Jesus Christ, who fightest against my church and kingdom, even those of apostate influence, who have turned from my gospel, church, and kingdom. So this tells you the line of succession after Woodruff um, is mm -hmm. no longer in the scene. It goes back to people who held in the idea of polygamy, not only in polygamy, but also re retaining the the, bl the ban on blacks in mm -hmm. the priesthood mm -hmm. and that That's was another right. issue in 1978 in fact if you go on in that revelation 97 verse uh, the next verse talks about uh, how how that was a problem as well mm -hmm. yeah um, now he claimed uh, and and claims in his prophecies that he has a higher authority and so because of that he doesn't need to listen to governmental authority does he have anything like that written in his revelation? Jesus had many un unkind things to say in these revelations about the president, about the court system, about the judge who judged him. And, and so Jesus would say, how terrible it is that you've held my, my um, prophet in prison and have unjustly done this. And so he uses that to, uh, to go after these different governmental authorities. Uh, section Revelation 162.34, which he wrote on February 9, 2012, says, Let President of Nation sign release way of my holy priesthood held by illegal persecuting way against holy revealed religion, not of freedom to, to live my religion, not to be of government power of men to abuse living my holy revealed order of eternal order of saving way of holy way, dwelling on wow. earth and That's you read hard. that and it's hard to understand exactly I mean you, you see that he's really upset but as I mentioned earlier after he realizes in in August of 2011 starting I believe in November of 2011 his writing becomes very difficult to understand and that's the kind of writing where you're just trying to figure out yeah. okay what exactly does this mean uh, because before August of 2011 I had no problems understanding what the meaning mm -hmm. was and yet he, he goes over and over again I mean whole sections are written to the president saying if you do not release Warren Jeffs then the whole nation is going to be taken off the mm -hmm. earth and New York will be wiped away there'd be nobody living in Boston all these different tragedies would happen yeah. unless the government f found fit to release him and they haven't released him and he's still no. he's still rotting in prison as it were um, okay so let's let's go down to um, the revelation do his revelations say anything about the FLDS being the only true church and Warren Jeffs being the only true leader and true prophet he has several revelations that really go after the uh, Mormon church based in Salt Lake City he does not have any affinity for the Mormon church uh, section Revelation 57 33 is an example it says in my people on earth my priesthood my church and kingdom the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints known among men as the fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has been in operation preparing mine elect to receive me in honor who abide celestial laws guided by my revealing through priesthood authority. So the other churches have lost all the authority. It's the FLDS church that has all the ability mm -hmm. to speak for God. And that's why he believes he has the right to 
get revelations directly from Jesus that the uh, Mormon prophet Thomas S. Monson has no ability to get because he's not a true prophet. Right, right. And the priesthood authority, of course, in the FLDS includes and, and basically is made up of the doctrine of polygamy. Yeah. Uh, later on in your write-up, you bring up the possibility that Warren Jeffs is a narcissist. And part of Warren Jeffs' self-focus is evident in the revelations that threatens judgment on how certain people treat him and 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 how they actually do treat him. Um, what's the cost? What 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 does he charge them with? A cost uh, if they do if he or nations, if individuals or nations don't treat him well. Well, that, that's a, you know, and I I'm not an expert on mental health issues, but as I did some studying <laughs> on narcissism, I I did some research and I found. I mean, here's some of the traits. Listen to these traits. Uh, a narcissist is someone who takes advantage of other people to achieve his or her own goals, has excessive feelings of self-importance, exaggerates achievements and talents. He's preoccupied with fantasies of success, power, beauty, intelligence, or ideal love. He has unreasonable expectations of favorable treatment, needing constant attention and admiration, disregarding the feeling of others, and has little ability to feel empathy. A, uh, an obsessive self-interest is there and pursuing mainly selfish goals. And as I read those statements, I was thinking to myself, this is exactly who Warren Jeffs was. Think about it. Mm -hmm. When he's talking about himself and he's talking about himself in the third person, who talks about themselves in the third person? Well, obviously he has to make that happen to have Jesus saying, Warren Jeffs, right. but I find it very uncomfortable for me to say, oh, and Eric Johnson thinks that... <laughs> I mean, I don't think Doris Hansen would do the same. We just don't use our names in the third person. Right. But it, people who have a self-importance will throw their names out like that. And uh, to go against somebody like himself, he says, is going to result in terrible judgment. Section Revelation chapter 8, uh, 2 through 6. Uh, he wrote this on October 21st, 2010. It says, I shall soon cause the coming of a heavenly body. It shall cause the destruction of many as I bring forth a people to dwell upon my land of Zion. This heavenly body shall bring forth a new people to receive my word. So great shall be this, be this event that the greatest earthquake the world has ever known or recorded shall sweep peoples of iniquity off every land. Mm -hmm. I shall also cause the war of Armageddon to take place among those peoples who continue to persecute my people. And another one is section 53, uh, 2 through 3. Uh, Cause my servant Warren Jeffs to go free from prison, to do my will, and his brethren who linger in bonds and imprisonment. For I, the Lord, justified them in abiding celestial laws, and you have caused innocence to dwell in prison. And your laws and your ways are corrupt and shall fall, and I shall deliver mine elect who abide celestial laws of purity and holiness before me. And then verse 5 promises a shaking, which sounds like an earthquake. Mm -hmm. Usually when he refers to shaking, it's an earthquake. And 6 and 7 add that your governing powers will lose strength. Thy peoples shall not be united. Unrest shall ensue. Throughout all of these, he's predicting horrible things, and he lists specific 
items that will take place if you don't do what he says. And if you treat him badly or if you keep him imprisoned, then you're really going to pay the price. You're really going to be in trouble for that. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, he's been in prison for quite a few years now, and none of these things have happened. Well, let's quickly get, before our break, let's get to the celestial marriage law or polygamy. Uh, and you mentioned celestial marriage. In, mm -hmm. in, the, in the polygamy group in the early Mormonism, celestial marriage and polygamy is exactly the same thing. And according to Warren Jeffs and also, uh, of course, Joseph Smith, all polygamy groups also, plural marriage is an eternal principle and must be practiced by God's people. In fact, didn't, doesn't Warren Jeffs uh, kind of parrot what the early Mormons said, that Jesus was a polygamist? Not only parrot, he actually copies revelations that came from different uh, leaders, Brigham Young and John Taylor and others. He'll, he'll quote at the end of the book, and he lists these. And there's also a section in the middle of the book where all he does is just give these particular revelations uh, or, and teachings of these leaders to say mm -hmm. polygamy was to always be, here's the standard, and yeah, celestial marriage was key in throughout this book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, it's a key to what his... Uh, his whole teaching is, is. and he, he, he claims that the biggest crime that anybody, any nation can do is to restrict plural marriage. Explains uh, how he explains that. Yeah, well let me read a, uh, one of the revelations, uh, one of the first ones that were, was recorded in section Revelation 3, 14 through 16, written in 2009. Remember, it started in 2009, this book, and it ends in 2012, about a thousand day period. And it says, for that branch called the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints, known by the world, has become corrupt and broke away from my priesthood authority, and they rejected by celestial law of marriage. And I, the Lord, have rejected them, and they shall be brought low and feel the chastening hand of God for all their abominations against the laws of God. And I say unto this people of this nation, Repent ye, repent ye, for my judgments are already upon you, and will soon be poured out without measure beginning in the house of God. Those who have professed to know my name and have blasphemed against me and changed the law and ordinances of my gospel and submitted to the ways and persuasions of men. Wow. Wow. So he's, he really told them a thing or two, yeah. didn't he, there? And he doesn't stop there. He also scolds them uh, for letting the blacks have the priesthood, too. He does. And, he, and d he, he does. Of course, all the polygamy groups are still uh, highly prejudicial. Yeah, right after like uh, one verse that I'm thinking of is section Revelation 120, verse 4. Right after he gets done saying the polygamy is so important and you need to keep this, verse 4 he decries how the Mormon church rescinded the priesthood ban for the blacks in, in uh, June of 1978 and says, I know, tell thee, you were rejected and fully by God as any virtue being in thy organization when you allowed the so-called giving of priesthood to those not yet to receive until I, the Lord, appointed even to that race of people forbidden to hold the priesthood. Wow. And if you study that issue of the blacks and the priesthood, you'll understand that the leaders before 1978 were teaching that eventually, yes, the African Americans would someday receive after everybody else has had a chance. Mm -hmm. and, um, and that's what he holds very clearly in the writings that he talks about with the blacks, that uh, first everybody else has to have a chance, and then eventually yeah. God will give them the chance too. But that takes away their last bit of credibility. If they yeah. didn't already lose it with the yeah. uh, plural marriage ban in 1890, 1978 was the final straw for God. And, and you know, I always say on, on the show that the polygamists are more Mormon than the Mormons are because they hold to all these orthodox doctrines that came out with the original Mormon 
organization. And that's a great point, Doris, because if you're going to go back to the original teachings of Joseph Smith, but especially Brigham Young, John Taylor, the apostles and leaders of that organization, even Wilford Woodruff, if you read the Journal of Discourses, he very clearly said that this was one feather in a yeah. bird. You know, uh -huh, I mean, this uh -huh. is, th these are these are the things that this religion taught, and this is the argument that these splinter groups, such as the FLDS and Warren Jeffs, would make. We're more mm -hmm. followers of Joseph Smith, Brigham Young, and the other early leaders the way it was meant to be. Right. And you have to say, as you've made the point, that that makes sense. That's true. That's absolutely true. Well, we're going to take a break now, uh, our half-hour break. Um, our telephone lines are, we will be opening. Uh, the number is 801-973-8820, 801-973-TV20. We'd love to hear your comments, your questions, if you have any that you'd like to ask our guest. Please stay on topic. And as we're waiting for the phone calls to come in, we will share our message with you. You are watching Polygamy, What Love Is This? Broadcasting live from Salt Lake City, Utah. This program is the broadcast outreach of A Shield and Refuge Ministry. Shield and Refuge is a point of first contact for Mormon fundamentalists who question the doctrines of the religion or who are actively seeking for an opportunity to escape the polygamist lifestyle. Examining the claims of fundamentalist doctrine against the backdrop of biblical truth is central to our efforts. We invite you to contact us. Call toll-free at 877-425-9993 or email us at tv at We want you to know that we have made available to you some outstanding resources free of charge. You will find them at our website, www.whatloveisthis.tv. There you will find the DVD, Lifting the Veil of Polygamy, which documents the real-life stories told firsthand of those who were lifted out of the culture of polygamy through the power and love of Jesus Christ. Also, free of charge to you is the booklet, Is Polygamy Biblical? It explores plural marriage in the context of God's Word and answers questions like, Did God ever command polygamy? Is it part of God's plan? While you are at our website, make sure to take advantage of the archived episodes of this program, which can stream on demand directly to your computer. There are more than 100 shows to choose from. And if someone you know is unable to view this program via live broadcast, recommend that they visit this same website every Thursday at 8 p.m. Mountain Time to watch this show through live streaming video. Simply follow the links to the live streaming video page. If you are watching live tonight, we invite you to call us as we open our phone lines. The number is 801-973-TV20. That's 801-973-8820. Now, back to Polygamy, What Love Is This? with our host, Doris Hansen. Welcome back to our show. This is Polygamy, What Love Is This? And I'm your host, Doris Hansen, and uh, Eric Johnson is our guest tonight. We're here talking about the revelations of Warren Jeffs and a book that he had distributed. It's called Jesus Christ's Message to All Nations. And we're talking about the many, 202 revelations, I think, mm -hmm. that he has uh, published in this book. And we're just kind of going uh, basically through the idea of what he's been talking about. And you know, a, a perfect time 
to bring up these next verses uh, that I think we should do is in Matthew 24, when Jesus himself said in Matthew 24, 4, he said, see that no one leads you astray. And then in, in chapter 24, verse 11, Jesus said, and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And then verse 24, Jesus said, for false Christs and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders so as to lead astray. And then, of course, for verse 35, Jesus said, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. So we have in these three verses alone, and there's many other places in the Bible where we are told to watch out uh, for false prophets because they will lead us astray, and that's why they're here. And these are Jesus' own words that false prophets are here to lead us astray. And that's what's going on and what we're talking about tonight. And, and Jesus said, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Well, you know, Joseph Smith said his words did pass away and that his true church did pass away and had to be restored. So we can believe either Joseph Smith or Jesus Christ uh, because if his word passed away and if the Bible is corrupted as he claimed, then Jesus Christ is a liar. And the only choice we have then is to, to turn to some man. But Jesus isn't a liar. And so we have our choice of who to believe here. Uh, in this book of Warren Jeff's prophecies and revelations, he has endeavored, we think, and it seems like, to copy Joseph Smith, um, who himself tried to copy the revelations and, and the, uh, that's in the Bible. But we know that time is the enemy of every false prophet. And time has proven that Joseph Smith's was a false prophet and that Warren Jeffs is a false prophet because of their false prophecies. And we know, and anyone on the side of the truth also will recognize uh, that they cannot be trusted and everything that they said needs to be rejected because if they failure in one, they're failure as a prophet. Our phone lines are open. Our number is 801-973-8820-973-TV20. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. Please, please, please turn the, your television volume down when we get you on the telephone. Uh, very quickly, we have one call uh, that's ready, but before we do, l let's talk about Joseph Smith had 34 wives. Yes. How many wives did Warren Jeffs have? Well, he had more than twice as many. He had 78, and of those 78, a number of them were his stepmothers. When mm -hmm. his dad died in 2002, he took all but a couple of those wives uh, for himself. And of those, very similar to Joseph Smith, because a third of Joseph Smith's wives were teenagers, well, so was uh, Warren Jeffs. Uh, 27 of his 78 wow. were teenagers when he married them. And that's what got him into trouble. Mm -hmm. It wasn't so much the polygamy, right. because typically the government leaves that alone, but it was having, well, having relations with a 12-year-old. Mm -hmm. Marianne Jessup was uh, one of the two. The, another was a 15-year-old girl. Those were the two that they used in the case. Right. And for Warren Jeffs, his downfall was um, recording everything. He wrote everything down, kept meticulous records, and so they were able to hear, even when they were having sexual relations, he taped those right. things, mm -hmm. and they used that against him. And that's why the jury in 2011 only took half an hour to be able to convict him, as you said, life in prison plus 20 years, because of the horrendous things that he did with these girls. Yeah, for sure. So how does this uh, compare with what Joseph Smith did? Well, I mean, uh, again, one-third uh, one of uh, Joseph Smith's wives were, were, um, were teenagers. Now, one-third of Joseph Smith's wives were also married to other men. I don't have a lot of information. I, it doesn't look like he really married um, other wives of men who were still living. No. But, th but there were times when they would give 
the uh, women away if the man was kicked right. out, then they, they would give they'd that wife to some, them. So mm -hmm. to me, that's that's Basically. polyandry as well, mm -hmm. I suppose, because legally they were still married. Basically the same thing. Yeah. Okay, well, we've got a couple of calls here, so let's take them. Line one, on line one, we have Mark from Salt Lake City. Hello, Mark, you're on the air. Yes, uh, the ministry that, he, that, that the guest represents is... Is there a partner who, who's been on your show before? Yes. He joined the church in the late 60s or early 70s. No. And was a student at BYU. No. And left the church promptly no. thereafter. No, no. The, the, the partnership is Bill McKeever. Uh, is uh, well, I don't know if it's a partnership or what. No, but Bill McKeever no, founded the ministry in 1979. He is uh, well. This is the 35th uh, anniversary of our organization, but we've been in Utah since 2004. But it was founded in Southern California. Bill has never been a Latter Day Saint. Neither right. have I. No. Oh, okay. Do you know the the man I'm referring to? Uh, you might be talking about Michael Wilder. He's been on our oh, show. Oh no, this guy was. Uh, uh, He's been on your show before. He did. A, uh, he was a BYU student. He did a lot of work with Book of Mormon. Well, it doesn't matter. No. Okay, thank you very I'm, much. I'm not thinking. Okay, thank you. I'm not thinking who that might be. I might end up thinking about it later. Okay, line two. We have Stacy from Afton, Wyoming. Hello, Stacy. Hi. Um, my question is, I was just wondering if you could explain to me how. Um, the leaders of the Mormon Church were, became prophets, and because it seems very organized to me. And um, also, uh, what your guys' take on uh, Warren Jeffs' book compared to uh, Joseph Smith's writings of the Doctrine and Covenants while he was in prison, if there was some kind of correlation there, if you could kind of touch on that. Okay, thank you, Stacy. Go ahead. Well, the first one, I don't think that... Uh, uh, talked about the Mormon Church being prophets. I don't think they are. I think they claim to be, just like Warren Jeffs claims right. to be. And so I would say they don't have any legitimate claim because they have also been found to be wanting. Uh, their, their their teachings are wanting as far as truth, as, truth, as right. far as what the Bible talks about. And so so I would not call the Mormon church leaders prophets any more than I would call Warren Jeffs. Now they're very similar uh, with the doctrine and covenants that she mentions because Joseph Smith did get supposedly revelations from God the Father to be able to tell him what to say mm -hmm. and he would write people's <coughs> names in, he would write judgments that would take place, those kinds of things would happen regularly, not as often perhaps as Warren Jeffs, but I think about doctrine and covenants section 132 yeah. where he talks about celestial marriage and he brings down condemnation on Emma if she does not accept this, that she would be judged. She needs to accept this because this is me, G me, God speaking. Yeah. And Joe and uh, Warren Jeffs does the same thing. He'll use names and say, this is Jesus speaking, and if this doesn't happen, then there's going to be a huge price to pay. So as far as the language is concerned, you'll see very, very similar. Close. I think Warren Jeffs purposely tried to imitate the 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 patterns that Joseph that Smith Joseph would have Smith. had in Doctrine and Covenants. See, I don't believe that God instructed Joseph Smith what to say. He wrote whatever was in the news as well. Like I'm going to mm -hmm. think of the uh, Word of Wisdom revelation. Yeah. Those were things that were being said at that time. That uh, tobacco was bad for you and hot drinks and mm -hmm. and these other things. And so he just took 
and perhaps based on whatever the situation was, was Emma kind of upset with people spitting tobacco in right. the building? And so he came up with a revelation to get rid of that because he wanted to make his wife happy. But some have speculated the hot drinks were taken out because they liked their tea. <laughs> uh, so, so it yeah. seems like whatever the situation is, God, having God say it, makes it a lot makes more powerful. Lot but And again, we have our standard to compare because the Bible is very clear that food and drink has nothing to do with the kingdom right. of God. And so if they would just compare, yep. then they would be able to determine. Okay. Um, okay. We have on line three, John from Salt Lake City. John, you're on the air. Turn, turn your volume down. Okay. Turn your volume down, please, John. Okay. Um, isn't it true that... Uh, John, you need to turn your volume down. Isn't it true about six months ago, I saw um, one Jeff came on TV, and he was in jail, and he was talking to his brother, and he told his brother, he said, I never was a prophet or any of the revelations that I ever had were true, and that uh, I'm just a normal guy. And they showed that on television. That, that did happen, John, but it was, oh, what, four or five years ago that that happened. It wasn't just... It was not admitted as evidence. I believe it was no, in it 2010, or um, there was, he uh, mouthed it, and when he, they were asking him if he was a prophet, he said, no, I'm not a prophet. And then his lawyers used that as saying he misspoke, and he wasn't really saying, he didn't mm -hmm. mean what it sounded like he said. So... You can't use that in court. It's something that, I mean, uh, and there is one revelation where, uh, where Warren Jeff says that he made mistakes. He doesn't say what kind of mistakes they are, yeah, but that God had forgiven him, mm -hmm. which is interesting because Joseph Smith also says this in Doctrine and Covenants. He made mistakes when he gave away pages to the uh, Book of Mormon <laughs> that were later never given back to him, right. and God reprimanded him, and I forget which section in the Doctrine and Covenants. So it's very similar that he made mistakes, but God forgave. But God had forgiven him. Both. And, and he ne and, but then he, he uh, came back and said that he was testing the people and that he really is the prophet exactly so he he said he wasn't but then he came back and said that he really was so I hope that answers your question okay we have uh, online Rob from Orem hello Rob you're on the air hi hello my uh, question statement I thought that the foundation one of the foundation items of Mormonism is supposed to be that everybody makes their own choice for their own life and it seems to me with Warren Jeff one day you're in your room, and the next day somebody walks in and says, you're 12, 14, 13 years old, you're going to marry so-and-so. That's because God told him to. That's what they say. Right. Thus saith the Lord. God said, you have to marry this person. That's what they did, starting with Joseph Smith did that. But I thought, but I thought that in studying all the different religions, I thought one of the foundational items of that Christian faith, of Mormonism or whatever, each, uh, each person is responsible for their decisions, and um, sounds like somebody else is making the decisions for them. Agreed. No argument there. Do you have anything? Well, I mean, as far as personal revelation, every Latter-day Saint says that there's, they receive this personal revelation when they pray about the Book of Mormon to see if it's true, using the mm -hmm. Book of Mormon, Moroni 10, 4, 
and uh, and so it's it's a revelation that you could say you have. But when it comes to doctrine, the Mormon Church is just like uh, Warren Jeffs telling you what to do. Yeah. And if you don't do those mm -hmm. things, if you do opposite, if you don't, for instance, obey the word of wisdom, you're not going to get a temple recommend. Without a temple recommend, you're not allowed right. to do the work in the temple to get sealed to your spouse for eternity, not only for time but eternity, and so on and so forth. So it's very much a religion still that is telling people what to do just like Warren Jeffs is doing in this book and despite those things being extra biblical they're right. not the, what the Bible teaches and you know and, and I mean the very idea that God has a body of flesh and bones it goes oh, against doctrine crazy. there yeah. so, I, so I would say uh, I would say there's more similarity in what Jeffs has done with what the church okay. has done yeah. but, but, but still each person has to decide whether they're going to follow whatever church it is is going to say. And with my understanding with Jeff and the polygamous group, uh, took that one polygamous group down to four corners where the women choose uh, the, the husband. But like I say, the other thing that I was going to say was you came out with Matthew seven fifteen and so on. Uh, it seems to me if I travel throughout the world and I've studied all kinds of religion, I was raised in the first producing the right kind of fruit, Rob. And, and, and again, I would have to go back and say that um, the Mormon church is not getting bigger. There's, there's hundreds of leaving them every day. They're just not admitting it. Uh, but their basics is, yes, that they have free agency to believe whatever they want. But when you get right down to it, you've got to believe it their way, and you've got to do it their way. And you know what the Bible says? Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Yes. But there's no freedom in polygamy groups or in the basic LDS church. There's no freedom. What I would say to that, too, I mean, we can talk about growth and all the rest, but just in last Saturday's Salt Lake Tribune, an article on the front page of the religion section, was an article about how the church is not with active members. In fact, in the uh, United States, it's 40% of active rate, and that's one of the highest. And some countries are 15% or less. Mm. And so the estimate is... Uh, fewer than probably 4 million are actually, actually active in this active church of 15 million that they claim. And that's something I would like the LDS church to be more honest with. Yeah. How many people are no longer active or even excommunicated um, in their own minds but haven't gone through the paperwork mm -hmm. and uh, to claim that you have 15 million members? Uh, I, I, it is growing, but it's not growing at the percentage rates of over 4% that mm -hmm. it was in 1990. And the same with Warren Jeffs group. His church is not growing either. And in fact, is is dwindling, dwindling very quickly. Well, they're kicking people out yep. like crazy. Okay, we have on line two, Jeff in Salt Lake City. Hello, Jeff, you're on the air. Very quickly, please. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. Good, I just had a quick question. Um, um, I'm from California. I recently moved to Salt Lake, and I, I go to school at the University of Utah. And so I'm in California and Utah. They both have a lot of LDS and Mormons and, and everything. And, um, you know, I've got to make friends, and most of my friends are getting close to being LDS and everything. And um, I just had a question. They're making. I'm studying what the missionaries and and doing all those things that they're very know, quickly, Jeff. In. We need to hurry. I just, yeah. 
sorry. Uh, just had a question, I mean, about the true church. They tell me that, you know, Jesus Christ set up his true church when he was on the earth, and he called, you know, Peter, James, and John, and, and gave them authority. And um, Jeff, know, what's your they, question? We need to, we're at the end of the show. You need to hurry with your question. Okay, so they say that God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Um, so why wouldn't God still have the same church today? That's my question. Okay, thank you. Real quick, uh, Jeff, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to call me or actually contact me. My email is eric at mrm.org. Would you contact me and maybe we talk on the phone tomorrow? Because your, your question is more on Mormonism, which is something that I like to talk about. I'd love to talk to you about that. Would you want to do that? Yeah, not a problem. All okay. right, so eric at mrm.org. Go ahead and uh, write me an email, and uh, let's talk about Mormonism on that. I'd be happy to answer that question. And yeah, yeah. so thank, thank you, Jeff, for calling. Um, and we had asked people to stay on topic. It is difficult to stay on topic yeah. because it basically is all the same sure anyway. Um, and so we are running out of time very quickly. Eric, I want to thank you for coming. And we didn't get through everything. Uh, we wanted to talk about Helen Mark Kimball tonight, and we may have to do a whole show on her. In fact, we talked She's about possibly one. doing that because it, it ties right in parallel with what Warren Jeffs and, and how he got in trouble with his sexual assault. And had Joseph Smith been here uh, at, the, at the time, uh, he probably would also be sharing the same jail cell with Warren Jeff. Um, so thanks for coming. Thanks for all the hard work that you did in putting this together. You're and um, we want to thank our viewers for watching. You know, the three most devastating words that anyone will ever hear are the words, depart from me, which will be spoken by Jesus Christ to all believers on Judgment Day. Depart from me means eternal separation from God. And Jesus is God, and Jesus said only God is good. So separation from everything that is good leaves only that which is not good. Imagine existing for eternity where nothing is good. God is good. Separation from good leaves evil. God is light. Separation from Him means darkness. God is joy, which means that there will only weeping will remain. God is peace. And separation from peace is distress and agitation. God is life. Separation from life is eternal death. Now, death is not ceasing to exist, but existing without God. Living in an eternity without God and without anything good can only be avoided one way, and it isn't through polygamy, and it isn't through Joseph Smith. Jesus opened the way to heaven. And there is no other way to get there but through Jesus. God sent a person to save us. He didn't send a church organization to save us, or Joseph Smith, or plural marriage, but the person of Jesus Christ to save us. He is the Savior. Our show is to bring biblical truths to polygamists. And of course, to anyone else who is not too proud to say, I've been wrong, and God is right, I'm a sinner, and I need a Savior, neither my church nor my works will save me. That's what God wants us to do, and then we can be on our way to finding the truth. Jesus is the only Savior. We talk about there, uh, that a lot. There's nothing we can do to help Him save us. He does it all by Himself. And at the end of the day, when you put it all together, Joseph Smith and all that he stood for will count for nothing. And so you need to choose Jesus and ignore everything and everyone else. Good night. This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? This program is a production of the Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program 
at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again.